Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of College Hockey Talk. On today's episode, I am joined by a senior from the Clarkson women's hockey team, Olivia Hansen. Olivia, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today, and how's everything going? Uh, thank you so much for having me. It's going well. I don't have class today, so <laughs> got to sleep in a bit. That's good. That's good. Well, talk about your team's performance on the ice. We'll start off with that. Uh, obviously, your team just started off the second half of the season at the time of this recording, and you guys are currently ranked in the top 10 of the USHL rankings. So talk about your team's performance as of now and how you would how you would evaluate it. Um, I'd say our team's performance has been pretty, like, okay, like, for, like, what we've, like, wanted to do. Like, we obviously, like, want to be in the top 10, but I'd say, like, our team's, like, ultimate goal, like, this second half would be to, like, get up in the rankings a little bit, start beating, um, like, the other top 10 teams in our conference. That's, like, our main goal and, like, what we need to accomplish here in this last stretch. And how do you handle the pressure of being a ranked team, and what's the key, key for your team's consistency so far in the regular season? Um, I don't – I wouldn't say we really, like, view it as pressure. I'd more so say, like, we view it as, like, an opportunity to, like, just, like, continue to, like, work hard. And our coaches do a really good job of, like, making it seem – or, like, making us feel like we're never, like, satisfied, which I think, like, really helps, like – we don't really feel pressure. We more so just, like, feel, like, motivation to, like, keep, like, climbing the ladder with where we're at, like, in the rankings right now. Yeah, absolutely. And obviously, you know, you're a senior this year, so talk about the type of leadership you want to bring to the team. Are you more of a vocal leader or the by-example type of player? Um, I'd say, like, I'm a bit of both. Um, Just, like, being a senior, like, it's important that you are both. Um like, leading both on and off the ice, like, vocally and, like, by example. Um, yeah, we have, like, a really strong leadership group this year, and um, I think it's, like, really pushed, like, our team to, like, evolve and, like, go out of our comfort zone. So I think it's, like, been important for us to, like, stay on track and stay on, like, course with, like, our goals and, like, what we want to accomplish. And I think we've done a good job this far, so far this year. Now, you get to play in the ECAC this year, and arguably the ECAC is the most competitive conference in women's college hockey this year. Like, I was checking out the Parawise rankings a couple of weeks ago, and there's, like, five or six ECAC teams in the top, like, 15, and some of those teams won't make the tournament, obviously, and they're really good teams. So talk about what it's like playing in that conference and just the competition you face every weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, we knew that coming into this year that this was probably going to be, like, one of the strongest years that ECAC's had. Um, So we knew, like, I guess we kind of felt pressure in that sense because we know, like, when it comes down to it at the end of the year, like, if you're not high enough in the USCHO rankings and pairwise, like, it could hurt you in the end and you'll have to be <laughs> sitting there crossing your fingers at the end of the year for a bid, like, hopefully. But that's why we really want to – start beating uh, top teams in our conference um, that are up higher in the rankings so it can hopefully help us down the stretch so we don't find ourselves in that situation. Um, But, yeah, I would say, like, it's been, like, challenging and, like, having such a tough conference. But I would say, like, 
um, if you make it to, like, the tournament and, like, down the stretch, like, that's going to help us so much, like, playing against that top competition, so. Yeah, it obviously makes you a better player as well because you're going against some of the best players in the country. And doing research on it, like, you were in that position last year, kind of crossing your fingers, waiting for a bid. And what's crazy about it is if that was the situation this season, you wouldn't get in because Newha finally has a automatic bid. So I'm curious if you think there's some improvement that you think your team needs to make to sort of get in a better position than you were last year. Uh, yeah, I'd say, like, the biggest thing that we need to do is being able to – because we, we don't have many goals against, but we need to start scoring a bit. Um, so I think, like – but that also comes from good defense. So I would say, um, like, we need to just really start, like, beating. Like, when we start playing, when we play Yale and Quinnipiac and Colgate, um, again, like, it's going to be really important for us to to step up and try and get a win. Yeah, that's early February. It seems like the big part of your schedule when you guys have Yale, Cornell, and Colgate in three straight games. Um I guess, like, obviously you don't want to look ahead, but how do you sort of, like, uh, those are two home games. How do you think you're going to do, how are you going to try to use that to your advantage, playing at Shield and playing in those big games? Because I feel like it's a lot easier playing at home against a big team than on the road. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure, as we have a great, like, atmosphere here at Shield, and it's always nice, like, playing at home because you have, like, access, especially playing, like, great teams like that back-to-back it's nice to like have your facilities and be able to like cold tub and like stuff like that going into like the second game of the weekend um but I would say it definitely gives us an advantage um I mean you practice on that rink every day so (laughs) but um it's all gonna come down to like who wants it more and so I think that's gonna be like our focus that's been our focus like since we've come back for the second half is like really, like, upping, like, our practices and, like, our compete levels. So I think that's what's going to help us now because we haven't played them since, like, we've implemented that in our practices. So I think, like, that will be, like, a big game changer for us. Now talk about what it's like playing at Shea Arena because I've been told it's one of the best atmospheres in women's college hockey. And when the Olympians came back uh, this season, it looked like it was a very crazy place to be in. Mm-hmm. No, it was so awesome, like, uh, having them back and, like, getting to, like, meet them finally because we hear so much about them. Like, they've, like, done so many great things for this program. And it was really cool to, like, see them and see, like, how much the community loves them. And, like, Potsdam being such, like, a small town, like, and I, like, transferred in, so I never, like, really got to, like, experience that at St. Cloud because it was, like, a bigger city. But, like, Potsdam feels like it's smaller, so it's almost, like, there's always, like, those, like, local fans and, like, people that come in to just, like, support us and, like, have for so many years. So I think that that's, like, something super special that, like, makes, like, the rink come to life a little bit. Did you get to talk to any of the Olympians at all? Yeah, yeah, we did. They would come and just, like, hang out with us and come to our team meals. And because they're obviously, like, because Matt coached all of them. So they're all still super close with him. And, yeah, it was super cool to get to talk to them and meet them and hear, like, what they, their experience was like here at Clarkson. Yeah, I was just going to ask, but what were some of those conversations like between you and the Olympians? Because mm-hmm, – a majority of them, like, well, I, I'm pretty sure almost all of them 
I'm not sure, actually. We're here, like, when they um, won, like, their national championships. So it was cool, like, hearing stories about, like, that and, like, what their seasons were like and, like, how um, different, like, um, like, I guess their experiences were. Because obviously, like, it's a lot different now. Like, we're trying to, like, achieve, like, what they accomplished. So it was, like, cool to, like, hear and, like, see the similarities, but also see the differences because um, that's what kind of makes us go, like, oh, like, maybe we should try that. <laughs> yeah. Now talk about your game for a little bit this year. Uh, what do you think has been the biggest improvement you made to your game uh, so far this year from the summer to now? Oh, boy. Um, I would say from the summer to now, it's probably been, like, almost feeling that pressure of it being, like, my last collegiate year and just, like, trying to almost, like, amp everything up, but not, but doing it in a way that, like, doesn't, like, stray away from, like, my style of hockey. So, like, being, like, shut down D, but also, like, ha- can have that offensive touch, like, um, so, yeah, I would say just, like, honestly, everything, like, being here at Clarkson, like, we have so many, like, awesome, like, facilities, and our coaches are great, and, like, they're always working with us to, like, push ourselves, like, every day. So I feel like, honestly, like, everything's probably, like, improved since I've been here, which is the awesome part. Yeah, and obviously, like, I'm just curious a little bit about what you work on in the off season to make those improvements when you're not with the coaching staff. Mm-hmm. So I'm back home in Fargo um, for a good chunk of it. Um, but so I just like train at home at a gym and we have like our strength program, which is like they more so care about like that in the off season versus like getting on the ice and stuff because they know like we need a break. Like we skate every day here. So. But when I go back home, I like to get on the ice still like maybe like two to three days a week and just do like skill sessions. And I skate with, like, my brother and his friends, so that helps a lot, and it pushes me. Um, and then, yeah, and then I'll I'll just work out. But then this past summer, we a big group of us actually came back to Potsdam for, like, a month and trained and skated with, like, the men's team, so that was lots of fun. Um, so it was cool to experience Potsdam in the summer and just, like, be here without school, which was a lot of fun. And then I went back home for a little bit. But, yeah, it was – it's – it's pretty easy to like stay on track and we have lots of team meetings and like make sure everyone's staying on track. And I mean, we have like pretty like tough fitness testing when we get back. So like, if you're not ready to go, like <laughs> it's pretty obvious. Yeah. And obviously for yourself, this is your final semester in college. So um what's your mindset for like, it? like, I guess knowing that it's your final semester, so you're trying to enjoy it all and take it all in, but also you're trying to win hockey games as well. Mhm. Yeah. I'm I mean, I've been thinking about it a lot lately, but I've been trying not to like get like super like stressed or sad about it, but I'm just trying to like make the most of everything that I can and obviously like school is important and I'm like I do well in school, so I'm like more so like probably going to try and focus on just enjoying the hockey part of it because it's been such a important part of my life for so long um but yeah I'm just gonna take it all in take what I can in 
Yeah. And what's your team's goals and expectations for the rest of this year, like on the ice wise? On the ice, our goals and expectations are like to go 100%, like no matter like if we end up winning or losing, like that's our ultimate goal is like to make sure that like everyone is going like to the best of their ability because at the end of the day, like we can at least be satisfied with that and like come away with that. Like, okay, like maybe we just like weren't, weren't as good as them, but at least like we gave it a hundred percent, like no matter the outcome. So, and also like we, the obvious goals are that we need to get up in the rankings before so it's crunch time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, one game I do want to talk about from this past season with your team is you guys got to go to uh, Lake Placid during October. I want to ask how cool that was, how cool that trip was, and what you took away from that experience. Oh, it was super cool. I mean, we've all been up to Lake Placid, like, in our off time and, like, go hiking and stuff, but it was a lot different, like, going there and being able to play, like, in the Herb Brooks rink. Um, And so it was, like really special to like see like the history behind that and like just walking around the town like like during the day and like seeing all the history and like people like telling us like good luck you kind of felt like a little celebrity (laughs) and like and then um it was also nice because some of my family got to come um and yeah it was super fun because it was like a little tournament style um and then we ended up beating SLU in the final. So that was that was just cherry on top. <laughs> yeah, how are you a big fan of the movie Miracle? Yeah, I am. It's probably like one of my favorite movies, of course. <laughs> yeah, it's one of my favorite movies too, and I can quote it for days. But I know in uh Lake Placid they have like uh I guess a plaque of like Herb Brooks quote from the movie when he did the um I can't believe I'm blanking on this. It's still, it's probably early in the morning, but, uh, great moments come from great opportunity speech. I didn't know if you had the chance to see it or not. I didn't. I didn't. Is it outside of the rink? Apparently it's on the door of one of the locker rooms where it happens. So I didn't know if you had the chance to see it or not. Oh. I think we were like on like definitely like the visiting. I don't know if we got access to that side of the rink. Maybe I don't even know if they they might not use it anymore just because everyone wants that locker room, but it's still pretty cool nonetheless. And obviously for yourself, uh, what was it like being in that building where a lot of big big moments happened in hockey history? Oh, it was super cool. Like just looking around and like seeing like all the names and like all the banners and just like seeing the history. It was it was super cool. So let's transition now and talk about the beginning of your hockey career and kind of work all the way up to where you are today. Uh, so doing research on yourself, it says that you're from Fargo, North Dakota. So talk about growing up there and how did you start playing hockey? I was actually born and raised in Minot, but everything does say Fargo now because my family did move there. So I just kind of like switched everything. But I was born and raised in Minot, North Dakota, and um, I grew up, I started playing hockey when I was like three, maybe. But my dad was, like, the program director there, so I was kind of just, like, born into it. Um, so I started playing then, and I played boys all the way up until my second year Bantam. And then I went away to boarding school in Wilcox, Saskatchewan at Notre Dame. Played all four years there. 
and then um which was awesome and then I ended up going and playing at San Cloud State until I was a junior after my junior season and then I transferred to Clarkson for these last two years that's awesome. That's awesome. The only thing I know about Minot is they have a North American Hockey League team. The Minotaurs, yep. I think they're called. Yeah, my brother played for them. <laughs> oh, that's cool. That's cool. No, there's yeah. a guy from uh, UConn that – I'm a big UConn hockey fan, if, for okay. those that don't know. And his name – he played for them last year, and that's that's how I know about them because I thought it was kind of a cool uh, team named the Minotaurs. It's something that – I feel like those junior teams have the weirdest names ever, so it's something okay. I like to joke about. Who was your favorite player growing up? Was it someone in the NHL or was it a women's player on the national team? Um, I would definitely have to say that I admired like the Lamru sisters mm-hmm. out of Grand Forks that played for UND and then USA. I always really look up, looked up to them. Have you ever had the chance to meet them before? I have, yeah. When they would come back and work, um, like the North Dakota, like hockey camps and stuff and stuff with USA. Oh, well, are they? I'm assuming they're very nice in person. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's good. That's good. No, I think I was thinking about they might be the there. There's a case that they they're the best uh, women's hockey players of all time because of the iconic moments they've had in like the Olympics and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I know that's like sort of a that might be a controversial take. I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I would say it. <laughs> Like, definitely on the U.S. side, for sure. Yeah, that's what I meant, like, U.S. Hockey Hall of Fame. Like, you can mm-hmm. make that case. Like, obviously, probably Poulin's probably the best yeah. <laughs> player of all time. But yeah. maybe for U.S. players, it's just something, like, I don't know. I feel like people don't, I feel like people don't, like, give them enough credit for what they've accomplished. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Now, obviously, you played in Saskatchewan with Notre Dame before college hockey. I'm curious how you got the opportunity to go up to Saskatchewan and play for that school and team. Mm-hmm. So I was playing boys, and I kind I kind of got to the point where I was like, you know, Dad, like I'm kind of sick of getting, getting like hit around a bit. Like my the boys were starting to get bigger, and I was like, I'm kind of like over like getting hurt and stuff. So I was like, and I knew I wanted to play college hockey, and I, so I knew I wanted to like be somewhere where I'd be pushed and like evolved, um, like without playing like bo- with the boys. So I ended up going, it was either between there or Shattuck, and I ended up going up to Notre Dame um, for a hockey camp before my freshman year of high school, and I, so I went to camp, and I was like, yeah, like, I'd be, like, really interested in, like, going here, and their coach um, just, like, ended up talking to me and was, like, it all happened, like, super fast. I think it was, like, two or three weeks before school started, and I was like, yeah, I want to go, and parents are like, oh, okay, are you sure? <laughs> and they just shipped me up to Wilcox. I was 14, <laughs> but it kind of all happened fast, but, yeah, that's was how it, I ended up there. Was the transition tough from boys to girls hockey? Yeah, it was definitely a lot different, like, at least from what I remember, like, Obviously, like, I'd get a lot of penalties because that's when we – I started hitting, like, my last year with them. So it was a lot different. Like, you you have a lot more time, but then you also, like, you have to be almost like – you have to make plays differently because you 
can't, like, hit or, like, take the body, really. Like, you're more so. And, like, I would say the biggest change was probably, like, playing D. Like, mm-hmm. offensively, it was, like, maybe, like, a little a little easier. Like, you had more time. Like, you knew you weren't going to get rocked or anything. But defensively, you kind of had to, like, learn how to play, like, stick on stick, like, a lot more. And, like, not more passive, but, like, you couldn't, like, step into them. Yeah. I think the biggest difference I've noticed between uh, boys and girls hockey is the breakouts. Like, when in guys hockey, like, when you break the puck out of the offensive zone, you, like, part of it is taking a check to in order to do that. Well, for mm-hmm. girls hockey, it seems a lot more like passing, trying to get it out, versus, mm-hmm. like, skating it out. That's, like, the biggest difference I've noticed like from the game from the two games but they're still relatively similar in my opinion. Yeah. Did you have to have any big hits like when you first started off? Like accidentally obviously, but that's still kind of funny. Oh yeah. I mean <laughs> I still don't know like why we can't hit. Like I hope that's something that does like change. Yeah. But um like once you get to like a certain age. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I definitely did. <laughs> Yeah, no, I don't know why they, why don't they let you do it? Is there like, what's, how did that all start? I don't know. It's just like always been that way, but I mean, I think like it, women's hockey's kind of gotten to a point where like people are like, I think like we should be able to. I think it would also like bring a lot more like attraction to the game as well. Yeah. No, I think, I agree. I think the reason why I would want it though is because I feel like referees, are either really strict about hitting or they're not strict at all. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the referee shouldn't really have a big impact on how the game is played. So yeah, that's why yeah. I think it should uh, be implemented because mm-hmm. I feel like if a, if a ref's really strict about it, then a team with a good power play uh, can use that to their advantage. But if a ref's loose about it, then teams can sort of use that to their advantage. And if you just added it, then I think teams would know what it's going to, what the game's going to be like heading into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Like, we'll even go into games and we'll be like, okay, we have so-and-so. Like, we're not really sure what to expect here. And then we'll, like, kind of, like, test it a little bit. And then we'll be like, okay, like, we're good to go. Like, they're not calling anything. Yeah. (laughs) So then we know, like, we can play, like, more physical. But, yeah, I wish we could just, like, right off the bat. I think it would be, like, I think it'd be a lot. And I think it would help, like, evolve, like, the women's game a lot, too. Like, having players play with their heads up more and stuff. So I feel oh, like yeah. that's something that, like, women's hockey lacks a little bit. And I know like, some players would just love to, like, just have a big body check to hype up the team a little bit to start off the game. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. What's your best memory from your Notre Dame hockey career? Oh, gosh. It could be both on and off the ice. <laughs> I know a lot of people say, like, the off the ice stuff, it, uh, they remember more than what they accomplished on the ice. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say one of my best memories was when we won the Mandy Shorts tournament, which was like um at, in Wilcox. I don't know if you've ever heard of that tournament, but I have not. Yeah, so the Mandy Shorts tournament. <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah, so we won. We ended up winning that tournament, and it was awesome. It was super cool, just like the history, like of the tournament and everything, because Mandy Shorts. Went to Notre Dame. It's Jaden Schwartz's um, sister, and she ended up passing away for cancers from cancer. So every year, 
there's like a Mandy Schwartz tournament and like teams from all over come. So it's, it's pretty special and it was super special to win it there in Wilcox. Yeah. And how did your Notre Dame hockey experience help prepare you for college hockey? Uh, oh yeah. It helped me a lot. Like yeah, being away from home at 14, like I had to grow up a lot, like quickly. Um, which was almost like bad and good because <laughs> I think I thought I was a little older than I was. Um, but no, it was, it was great. Like they taught us like all the skills like that we needed, um, do being able to like be more self-sufficient, doing your homework on your own, um, being to class, like they taught us that like school is just as important. Um, so that was something that really helped me a lot too. like remind, remembering that, yeah, it's a hockey school, but they also like really push academics. So I think that that was one of the biggest things that helped me moving on. What is there to do out in Saskatchewan? <laughs> so Wilcox, I don't know if you know, but it's literally in the middle of nowhere. Like they call it like a, a village. They don't even call it a town. Oh, wow. So, <laughs> so and we're not allowed to have cars uh, when we go there. So you're kind of just there, but. A lot of people that don't go there, like, when I say to them, like, it was, like, the best experience of my life, they're like, what? Like, you're crazy. <laughs> but I was with, like, you're with all your best friends, and I feel like it, like, I don't know, it's hard to explain. Does so it remind you of Potsdam a little bit, like a small village? A little bit, but Wilcox is even, like, way smaller. Like, there's one paved road in the whole town. Oh, wow. Main Street. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty crazy. I yeah. would not want to do that because maybe, maybe because it's, I grew up in a big city, but, uh, probably because like, you know, like where do you get groceries and stuff? Like I, I would, I need options to do stuff. I can't just have one thing for everything. Yeah. And I mean, we would have like trips into like the city, like into Regina and we'd go like, we'd have like outings and stuff, like if you wanted to, but they like did such a great job, like feeding us and like having snacks and like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, talk about your initial recruiting process to St. Cloud State. I guess what made you want to go there for the schools you might have looked at? Uh, yeah. So, um, when St. Cloud was recruiting me, they were like kind of in their rebuilding process. So I saw that as like an opportunity to like go in and be able to make an impact. Um, and obviously I was really young. So because they, they could recruit when you were super young. Um, that seems that, so weird to me. Yeah. Yeah. But they changed it, which I think is also awesome. But, um, yeah, so I was just really young and I think I was more so just like excited, like at the opportunity and like, um, didn't like really like think about it much. Cause I was just like so excited and I was like, oh my gosh, like, cause everyone's committing which I found, like, with, like, my age group, at least, like, getting to college, like, everyone just committed so early, and, like, uh, like, it could be a fit, it could not be, like, you don't really know, because it's, like, you almost just, like, commit because you want to, like, beat your friend to it, <laughs> kind of thing, you know, Does that makes sense, so, I think, like, that's kind of, like, how it went for me, a little bit, Yeah, and it was also close to home, so that was nice, and yeah. they had what I wanted to do for school. Yeah, I think it's, like I said, I think it's sort of weird, like, 
recruiting someone like in a freshman year of high school? Is that usually when they used to do it back in the day? Yeah, I started. I think yeah, I started talking to schools when, um, before that. Oh wow! How do they find out like how good? How do they know how good you're gonna be when you're that young? Because I feel like there's still a lot of development to be had before yeah. like your junior year of high school. Yeah, I think like schools like then like thought like okay like if they're here now like, and we give them this commitment like we are almost like making sure that they like continue to like use it as motivation for like the kid to like keep going and like pushing their game but like honestly like they don't know that's why like I was even talking to some or to my coaches now I was like how do you how do you even know like these like because when they would have recruits come in and they're like yeah like it's hard talking to a 14 year old kid like they don't know what they want like and it's so I think it's awesome that they they change like the rule because I think like it gives like girls a lot more opportunity with, without stress and like they're not like worried about like having to do that like they're just having fun which I think is super important too um so yeah I'm really glad that they changed it I think it'll like help a lot like down the road for girls so they don't have to like end up maybe like transferring or like they end up where they should be yeah now, talk about your time um, at St. Cloud State and what you took away from that experience. Uh, it was awesome. It was it was super fun and um, a really good experience, and it, like, taught me a lot, um, like, about myself and, like, what I want and, like, how, how far I'd want to go with hockey. And I, like, kind of just got to a point where I was um, – like, I knew, like, it was time for me to, like, move on and maybe, like, push myself a little more uh, and play for a better program. So I went into the portal, which was scary at that time because that's, like, when COVID and everything happened, and that was the first year that people could have a fifth year. So, like, I knew people had seniors, but um, you don't know, like, who's staying or who's going and, like, with scholarship money and stuff, too. And it's not like you can really, like, talk to te- – you can't talk to teams before, like, you go into the portal, so you kind of just go in blind. So it was super nerve-wracking, but I had, like, a list of schools, and I was, like, if one of one of them, like, reaches out and I, like, feel good about it. And so they ended up re- – Clarkson was in my list, and they ended up reaching out, like, right away, so – I was super happy about that. And it just like, I had like a couple conversations and I was like, and like I had known, um, like some girls that were on the team and like, I knew like the coaches, like from like high school growing up, um, like Tony Macy, cause he would be like at like USA stuff. And he would, I remember like him coming and watching at Notre Dame, but, um, yeah, so, and, and I, just after having a couple conversations, I was like, wow, like, this, like, I think this might be a really good fit for me, and it turned out being awesome, so. Yeah, and obviously, like, what was some of the adjustments you had to make uh, to college hockey uh, when you started off with St. Cloud State? I, I do want to ask about that. Was it the speed of the game, physicality, or just the decision-making you have to have uh, since the game is a lot quicker? Yeah, I would say probably the biggest thing, like, jumping from high school to college is definitely like being able to make plays a lot quicker Mm -hmm. because like you know like 
you're capable of, like, making plays and, like, doing things and, like, being skilled, but it's all about, like, the pace that you can do it and being able to, like, do it without, like, freezing and, like, double-clutching the puck. Like, you – and, like, the biggest thing I'd also say is, like, confidence. Like, being able to, like, believe in your abilities and, like, being able to, like, execute it, like, at, like, a higher level, I'd say, like, that's probably the biggest thing. Now, last season you made the national tournament. Um, even though the game didn't go your way, I do want to ask what you took away from that experience uh, because that's pretty cool uh, to get in the national tournament and play a team like Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Like, for me personally, I – had never been to a national tournament before, so it was, like, super special, and, like, that's something that, like, I've always wanted to accomplish. Obviously, like, it didn't go the way that we wanted it to, um, but I thought we, like, dominated them. Like, in the game, I don't know if you watched, but I thought we, like, outplayed them. Um, So it was, like, pretty sad, like, when it ended. Um, But I think it just, like, made us even more, like, hungry to like get there again like this year and like make more of an impact in the in the tournament so we're now in a segment i like to call the non-hockey segment we're asking some non-hockey questions just to get to know you a little bit more off the ice uh, so the first one is uh, what music uh, do you like to listen to <laughs> um i would say like a pretty solid combination of like country and rap like i'm not like too picky but like i'd say like if you were to go look at my music like it'd be a pretty good like mix i like to have options <laughs> yeah no i'm sort of the same way because I, I i don't understand how someone can only listen to the same genre of music every day that mm-hmm. seems crazy to me so i can listen to rock hip-hop obviously country and classical as well so i'm, I'm really into everything oh, wow <laughs> who on the clarkson women's hockey team has the best style besides yourself because i've seen the pregame outfits and i think you have the best style on the team honestly it's it's pretty unbelievable what the stuff that you guys come up with so besides (laughs) yourself who would you uh say is has the best um style on the team like off ice yeah the pregame fits okay um i would say Probably Jaden Bogdan or Sarah Swiderski. Both they both like can put together an outfit pretty well. Yeah, uh, obviously for on the ice, it's always the goalies because you players look exactly the same. So that's that's why I never ask on the ice usually. <laughs> Who's the funniest on the team? I would say probably Senna Catterall. Or Emily Wisniewski. <laughs> Which teammate takes the longest to respond to your text messages or phone calls? Probably Emily Wisniewski. <laughs> what is the most interesting thing you've read or seen this week? Um, well, I learned in class, um, yesterday that Amazon is, you know how, like, sometimes when you go and check out, like, online on stores, like, you can, like, pay with PayPal or whatever, they're going to do, like, pay with Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. So that's, like, something that I learned, so I think that'll be super convenient for me. <laughs> 
I feel like I feel like Amazon's trying to do like like I feel like eventually the whole world's gonna run around Amazon because oh, I feel yeah. like they're, they're doing movies, they're doing package deliveries, books, and all that stuff. It's mm-hmm. like they always keep trying to do different things. Mm-hmm. For sure, I think I think that too. I think they're gonna eventually take over. So we'll see what happens though. But when you have as much money as Jeff Bezos does, uh, it that wouldn't surprise me at, surprise me at all. Mm-hmm. Now. Uh, if you could have lunch with anyone in the world, who would it be and why? Oh, goodness. I was thinking about this last night when I was reading over your questions, and I was like, <laughs> but I would have to say um, maybe like Serena Williams. Mm-hmm. I think that she, like after watching all of her documentaries, and I've always like, thought she was like so like inspirational growing up and um my mom would always like find magazines of her and show me because obviously like as like a hockey girl you kind of grow up like being like super muscular and like you're kind of like standing next to your friends in middle school and you're like oh like (laughs) it's just different like growing up having like an athletic body so um so I think it was, like, super, like, inspiring to, like, see, like, how strong she was and, like, what she accomplished accomplished, and, like, still continues to accomplish. So I think, like, she would be someone I would love to, like, sit down and, like, talk to, like, about stuff like that. Well, getting back to some hockey questions now, uh, for the younger listeners that are listening to this podcast, uh, what advice would you give them on what it takes to make it to the level you are today in college hockey? Mm-hmm. Well, gosh, like, the games, like, changed so much, like, even from, like, when I was younger. Like, I remember being little and, like, like not even touching my hockey skates in the summer. And now kids nowadays, like, are skating all summer, doing skills. And so it's just, like, I think it's getting, like, a lot better, which I think is great. But I still think it's, like, super important, like, for kids to just remember to, like, have fun. And, like, for parents to remember that, too, because... I think that was probably the biggest thing for, like, my involvement was, like, being in different sports and, like, not letting it, like, consume me at a young age, even though it did. But, like, it was never forced upon me. And, like, I think, like, you're either kind of born with it or you're not. Like, that, like, inner drive and, like, want wanting to, like, pursue something that, like, you're passionate about. So... I think, like, it's, like, once you feel that, once you get to a certain age, like, if you, like, fully just, like, buy into it and, like, focus on, like, all aspects of it, like, nutrition, sleep, um, like, working out, like, I think, like, if athletes, like, really focus on, like, that stuff outside of, like, hockey, too, like, that'll help them, like, um, like, rise above their competition, like, especially since, like, everyone's doing like the same thing now like just like skating like three days or like three times a day so <laughs> so yeah and what should be done to help grow women's hockey in your opinion um i think like i was honestly talking with my dad about this the other day because we were talking about like what i want to do next year and stuff um but i think it's awesome like, how much, like, the game has grown as a whole and, like, everything that, like, the national uh, players have done to, like, stand up and, like, make make an impact, like, and 
like everything that's been like in, like how much the NHL has like been doing um like for like the women's game and also like the salaries being like doubled in like a lot of the leagues like the professional leagues so I think like having stuff like that's really gonna um continue to like evolve the game and like continue to like um make it better yeah I totally agree with you I think exposure is a big thing as well like trying to put as many games as you can on tv just because like a casual person will like scroll through their channels and then like watch a little bit of it so I feel like just anything helps uh, to grow the game, and I think it's definitely getting a better spot. Mm-hmm. Are you going to play pro hockey next year? I know we want to focus on your college career now, but I'm just curious if you've thought about that. Uh, Yeah, I would say if my body's, like, feeling good and stuff, like, I'd regret it, like, if I didn't. Just mm-hmm. to at least try, see if I like it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, we'll leave off with that. That'll be a fun tease uh, for anyone, any of the pro hockey people that are listening to this. But uh, before we let you go, do you have any shout-outs you want to give to any of your family members, teammates, friends, former teammates? Or you can just say whatever you want. The floor is all yours. Oh, gosh. Well, I'd just like to give a shout-out to my family and all my friends um, for supporting me and helping me get to where I am today. So, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Well, thank you so much, Olivia, for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate your time. It means so much to myself. And I wish you and your team nothing but the best uh, for the rest of this year. I know you're going to do great. And I wish you nothing but the best for your future endeavors. I know you're going to do great and be successful in uh, whatever you decide to do. So I'll be rooting for you nonetheless. Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate you having me. Walking in, I know it's true